bringing it down a little bit before it comes right back up. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Toey. This is Invasion of Potty Snatchers, and this week, motherfuckers, we're going to the woods, but not just the woods. We're going to a cabin in the motherfucking woods, but not just any cabin, the cabin in the motherfucking woods. So, no, we're back this time with another episode of Invasion of Potty Snatchers. The first time we're doing it on air. Actually, no, it's the second time, sorry, we're doing a video uh, version of this uh, lovely fucking show of ours but like this time we're going to take a look at the drew goddard directed cabin in the woods uh, recently came up in one of your rankers lists and this pretty much that is here and, it did. Um, yeah it was as spontaneous as that yeah and um this is a movie we both love it's a real gender bender fucking uh it kind of just you know only plays with the tropes and honors the tropes and all this but kind of throws the tropes out of the window like you know what i mean at the same time it's yeah just, it's just and under the bus and every other kind of way you could do anything yeah. else you could do to a troll yeah it has it has a, everything you'd want from a horror movie like literally everything it's got originality it, it, it fucking does a little nod and a wink to the classics it puts its own spin on everything and then it comes up the craziest ending you're likely to see in any fucking horror movie ever yes like if anybody said going into cabin in the woods they knew how it was going to play out is a fucking bald-faced liar like oh i remember I mean? the first time i watched this and i went now that was interesting I remember yeah. just thinking when it all just goes to hell in the middle of it. I was like, because I know we're kind of seeing it from the outside. They're setting up the most mundane thing you could imagine. Yeah. And we're seeing it from the outside. But at the same time, like, what are we seeing? Why are they being observed? Yeah, you almost think it's like something like that movie, uh, My Little Eye, that they're all like on some sort of fucked up dark web yes. TV show or some shit. Like. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, one of these kind of like uh, escape room where, you know, it's like the rich and powerful are toying with them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which there's a tiny bit of truth to, but it's much bigger than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the rich and powerful that are tying with them are actually just fucking worshippers. Like they're zealots of this. Oh fucking, yeah, they're believers. They're followers. There's even the... there's even some like good to what they're doing because mm. you know what I mean. Like they're it's, trying to save the world. Yeah, it's small. You know the small the 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 needs of the money and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, we can do um, Stalin. <laughs> that was that was Spock. I think that's what, I think Spock's allowed. Um, ear and oh, <laughs> Joseph Spockin. Joseph Spockin. Yeah, yeah. Go again. What? Live long, live long and serve your comrades. Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> live, live long and serve the motherland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I watching this kind of the second time or a third time, four time around. I'd say yeah. watching it with a more critical eye. I even mm-hmm. just love tiny little things like. What's it? The puzzle orb. Yeah, you know, love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, I just got Are this you... image in my mind of you watching it, and you're sitting there, and it's just this giant eyeball, and his name's Critical. Like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, he's just yeah. like it's just like he's absorbing all the oak, and you're like siphoned into it, like Charlie Day <laughs> in Pacific Rim with the kaiju brain. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the critical eye. You just watch it. You're just like this. You're like, you're like fucking. You're like. Max I'm Mayfield. observing. Yeah, you're like Max Mayfield. You start like levitating and shit. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like shit. Show me the trunk, Kate Bush. <laughs> no, it's been too critical. I absolutely critical yeah, but, mass. But, but, crit- 
How can you critique? <laughs> like you, all you can do to critique is say, "I love this. I love all mm. of it." Even the, the even the monotony, even like the mundane, like yeah. even the, you know where there's always a store. Yeah, that they, that they stop at before they go to the place that's fucked up, and the What's store they call the harbinger. The harbinger is what he's called himself. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Am I on speakerphone? <laughs> no, no, no. You're on Zoom. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, I, just keep I, talking. Keep talking. I'm sure. Yeah. Sure, we should wipe their ignorance from the face. <laughs> of it. I'm still on speakerphone. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Whitmore man, I could watch him in anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I see. Remember mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2006 one. But anyway, um, yeah. So it keeps kind of subverting our expectations but the fact that they were going for such an archetypal thing but they were pushing it so far that it was kind of making it was so self-aware that you were into it you didn't care there was the slutty dumb blonde and they were making her dumber with like this her hair dye that she was using and gases that they were releasing and and uh the only person that was unaffected the most person that wasn't unaffected i think was the stoner guy because he was so marty because he's so like i think always a little bit off center that he's no, kind of found his own balance. No, the the weed he was smoking. Seemingly, what happened was they actually took away most of his weed and swapped it with some other stuff to dumb him down because he was supposed to be the fool. And um, what happened was he'd seemingly stashed away some of his own stuff that they didn't know he had. And whatever weed he was smoking was actually counteracted and <laughs> the, the weed they gave him, like because it was so powerful. Man, in that travel mug, man, I'm telling you, that dude is like a ninja with that travel mug. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Oh man, I love this film so much. Mm. And even just everything when it when it was funny, it was hilarious. And when it was violent, it was violent. Yeah, do you remember in the intro, Chris Evansworth was when he found out his girlfriend was reading books? Who gave you these? You're <laughs> not supposed to have these. I told you. She's like, I learned. I learned from you. <laughs> fucking genius. Like, I love the way like they they're like as I said, they played with the tropes and they honored the tropes. So just like, oh yeah, Chris Hems was supposed to be the jock, but he's actually like a sociology major or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. A really highly intelligent dude. Like, I love that. Like the way. I know, and then eventually he's like, we should like split up. We. Cover yeah. more ground. Yeah, and you're like, you serious? <laughs> that guy's brilliant because he's like. The but when he gives when he gives the speech, and I'm gonna come back here with yeah. some cops and the the army and some big fucking guns, yeah. and we're gonna. You're like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Come on, and then just straight up into the forest. <laughs> and I actually like this time when I was watching it when they're going through the cave, and the yeah. bird hits the forest field and just dies, yeah. kind of. Yeah. And the first time I was watching it, I, I, I would have seen it. Well, I just yeah. didn't take it in, I, like, because it was just like odd stuff was happening for sure. <laughs> um, but I didn't think he was going to hit. I didn't when he jumped it. I thought I thought he was going to die, but this I didn't think he was going to so hit the clever. So oh my god! But even just again, all, all like the, the the cabin in the woods is so obviously like Dawn of the Dead. Like it's even got the same kind of structure. They come up Evil to it the same way. The, Evil Dead, excuse me. Yeah. And even just uh, the camera work and everything was a little mm. day to it. Yeah. And. You were just like you were watching all of your favorite horror movies, and then that became literally true because when they get down into that elevator, you're watching all of your favorite horror. Yeah. Movies. Oh man, that scene where the, the the SWAT team are standing in the hall, oh. and the the elevators are coming down, and then he all hears, "Bing," and the man's like, "Oh shit!" The big snake. The, I always, the always is, uh, basilisk, and what? the bat thing that comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I've seen this film. I'd say four times, but that scene that you just mentioned, the SWAT team. I've seen that a thousand. Yeah, oh like some, I'm getting a bit of a chill just talking. Yeah. That, scene, that that was so good. 
It was like I watching your just... entire horror childhood pour out into one hallway. All of it. <laughs> it was incredible. I remember like all of it. Oh, and I just want to see a merman. <laughs> you had like a Samara. You had like a, a yeah. I just think the merman would have been cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, nah, they're disgusting. The cleanup is. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the, yeah, so the zombies were just like, like, it's like the difference between a, what is it? The difference between an orc, a an whale, elephant, and, an, an elephant, elephant, and a seal elephant. Uh, yeah, an elephant seal. An elef- and an elephant seal, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, but I thought it was all just set up so, so perfectly. Like, I can't fault this film, and yes. I never will. There's absolutely nothing about what I fault, including the ending. Everything yeah. was just kind of perfection. And you're, you're actually watching, you kind of going, like, this is, this is like the kind of idea a geek like me would have but executed by people who actually know what they're doing. Yeah, well, you have Joss Whedon, Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard exactly. Is, no, uh, but I'd be sitting there going, would it be cool Like if, like, I don't know, if, like, you know, like, there's all the bad guys. You yeah. Know, like, and then, like, but then the smart people have to make that into an actual movie because yeah. it's very easy to sit around and pontificate on how many of these guys you could wedge through a door. But this managed to wedge them all, and they still structured an actual film. Like, yeah. I know what this film is about. Yeah, it's about yeah. appeasing the gods, the, the, the gods down under. The ancients. Them from, yeah, the ancients. And um, and uh, they use, you know, whatever kind of like a, you have to do wrong yourself. So you, you can lead the horse to war, but they have to make these mistakes and they have to walk into these traps themselves. And it's, and they all, the technicians are all taking bets on it. Everything about this film is perfect. Yeah, I love the way like, they're like, each person has to fill a certain role and each role is actually a nod to the classic horror trope. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 fucking genius, man. Like the way they played with everything. Like so, like the the moment where the the fucking basement opens up and they go down. And one thing I thought was so clever about it, and you could actually leave it open for so many sequels and prequels, or maybe not sequels because the world ended, but prequels. You could definitely because like that basement, well, prequels. Prequels yeah. could go back to like a really. I was thinking you could go back to almost a steampunky time where they were trying to make all that shit work with the technology of a century ago, like mm. where they needed the elevators to work on kind of like, you know, more kind of what's the words I'm looking for? Hydraulics. Uh, hydraulics. Yeah. And steam and steam and this kind of things like people actually on pulleys. That's the word I was looking I, for. I want to see what happened in 98 because he said we haven't had a hiccup since 98. That's there you go. You know There's your that's, movie. That's the movie I want to see. There's I want to see what happened yeah. in 98 because like, that is, they open it up for it. And they could do that without, because a sequel would be an insult. Yeah. Because they the, end, it's, the, so the world has ended, but stuff happened before it and they set all of that up. Yeah. Because they've been at right. this for hundreds of years. Like. They've been at it for hundreds of years. Yeah. So they could do, oh man, such a brilliant concept. So, like, so unbelievably funny. Yeah. Like, so this film actually had well. me, this film actually had me laughing my ass off at times. Do you remember when uh, the, the, the <laughs> Japanese, the Japanese class were taking on a, um, what's the girl from the ring? Samara, uh, uh, Samara, yeah, yeah, Samara, yeah. and they were yeah. taking on a Samara type situation, and then it's them all like singing together, holding hands, and now, and now her uh, soul is happy, and she will live in the uh, frog. Yeah. And there's a guy going, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like saying that to kids. He's like throwing the finger up to the kids uh, on the screen. He's like, "Because they're all supposed to be like, dead." Yeah, he wants all of these yeah. little, these precious little girls that yeah. have nothing wrong, but he wants them all dead because there's a job to be done. Yeah, well, the world's going to end. The world's um, going to end, but that's and, it. Like, it's such a fucking crazy concept. I, like, I, who's the who's the bad? Guy? The film doesn't really end with any bad guys. Not like, <laughs> not like out and out bad guys. Yeah. Well, you're the all the hero of your own story. Well, that's it. But this one did that really, really well. Mm. 
you didn't have like a Mike Myers and stuff, even though you did, you have lots of them, but they were just the creatures. It yeah. wasn't about them. Yeah, we got they were, they were, they were tools. Yes, the guy with the, the saws and he's yeah, holding a <laughs> holding a puzzle orb. And I'm just yeah. thinking like genius <laughs> on just being like legally different enough. Yeah, oh man, they, they did that so often. Yeah, it, you're ripping off the puzzle cube. Oh, hold on. There, <laughs> I think you'll find a cube and an orb. Yeah. <laughs> Very different shapes. <laughs> and it opens up a gateway to hell, and you're like torture for all eternity. Yes, all of that. But again, yeah. the cube orb. Could not be more. Imagine that they're like it's actually made from a seashell, uh, a seashell, <laughs> and we're going to call it a shell razor. <laughs> yes, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. come after me, seafarer. Oh, oh, oh yeah, God, like um, you know, like in in, in the lately, uh, my missus has been looking for me. I I'm apparently was trying can't to find me. you. Can't find me. I'll text, uh, I don't, I don't have to see the number, do I? It turns out I was just I was in here all along. Um, but it she's been looking for a lot of comedy horrors. Yeah. Just like just she we're, she's such a big fan of horror, but she's she hasn't been in a, a downer note mood, except yeah. for the odd case. Let's just go for it, let's go for the really dark horror film and the, especially like the bit like we watched men there the other night and stuff like that. Um and that's that very, out? yeah, yeah, that's nice. out. But uh uh, but she's always looking for comedy horrors, and I always like think you know like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a genre inside of a genre. You're looking for two things. It's not like there's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, but I every time I go look and I go, God, what I wouldn't give for a cabin in the woods. Uh, Tucker and Dale. Have you ever seen that? Tucker oh, Dale uh, Tucker Dale versus Evil yeah. would be my top five. Yeah, it would. It's absolutely Such phenomenal. But even movie. Shaun of the Dead and all these kind of movies, mm, which get the like, Frighteners, oh, another good one. Frighteners is amazing. Yeah. But Cabin in the Woods, I do think for me, sits atop them all. Mm. for just concept execution and i mean belly laughs some of that's like the the de- chris hemsworth's death was just so spectacular it's legendary it's just legendary you know yeah. and he's like he flops down you know what i mean like he's he's this he's this handsome <laughs> doctor, he actually kind of flops down and it's kind of level layer oh man know? like that one thing i love about this movie though is just like you never know where it's gonna go like the first Ooh. time you first time you see this movie you expect it to be like i did i'm pretty sure i didn't know what this was going in like in terms of like like uh the whole surveillance thing so yeah. i just heard it was uh joss whedon drew goddard i'm like okay i'm sold I'm, let's mm. go and um, I just uh, I watched it, and I was, I was like I said to you earlier, I just figured out I figured it was going to be, oh these guys are observing him. Oh, it must be one of those rich dudes all putting bets in the dark web. See who's yeah. the last going, last person to die. Yeah, yeah. Hostel escape room and stuff have different very uh, hostile. You get to torture them yourself. Yeah. Uh, escape room. It is just a rich and powerful cabal who take these bets and they put you in a scenario and there's only one way to escape yeah. and the ball of sacrifice, blah, 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 blah. What, you've but, never betted on escape room? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. We just know different people, whatever. <laughs> whatever, I, I wonder what I, I, yeah. what I got brand. more connections than the Connect Four, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> the I Connect Four ends up with one actual connection. No, it's four connections made into one giant thing. It's what it's called Connect Four. Welcome to this week's episode of Connect Four. <laughs> <laughs> So no, right? The history of Connect Four is 1986. I call Jim Flickens. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much what happened was he was fed up of playing your old-fashioned Connect Three, and he said we could really expand this game. Uh, like, a whole other connection, I think. And they're like, Jim Splickett, you're a crazy son of a bitch. We don't have the technology, and you, sir, need to be locked up in an insane asylum. And he came back to him and he said, I have a dream, sir. 
And my dreams will not be crossed underneath your boots or anybody else's boots. And I will make that fourth connection, goddammit. <laughs> there, there's, there's your movie. Anyway, it, was, it was Milton Bradley in 1974. But I'm pretty there you sure go. his name is Jim Splickets. After Splickets. <laughs> I, I have to say, from what I'm reading here, I did prefer your story. Uh, Jim Splickets died uh, very strange circumstances. And this guy, Mr. Milton Bradley, allegedly picked up the uh, pattern, the right, Connect 4 became his priority, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. He Nicholas Tesla him. That's all. He died a pauper. And saying, like, all I'm saying is, remember Jim Splickett's Justice for Jim. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Justice for Jim. Justice for Jar Jar. Yeah. That guy, he's such a menace. Maybe a <laughs> phantom Let's menace. Talk, talk, <laughs> talk to me about the deaths. Like, yeah. we know we touched Chris Hemsworth. Uh, uh, I bet but, you would love Almighty Thor, like you the know Almighty mean? Thor, yeah. You know I mean? But like there was that day, and that day is the one that everyone's going to talk. You the Lord of Hammers, you could be the Lord of this hammer. But uh, <laughs> but uh, what was the name of the the slutty blonde? And I can say that without derision because they had doped her up in such a way that that was the character um, she took on. Amy Acker was in this. I didn't notice. Um, right, the the blonde girl was Anna Hutchison, uh, Jewel. And she Jewels, yeah. Uh, the the final girl was Christina uh, Christian Christine she, Kristen Connolly Kirsten Kristen Kristen Connolly Lanolin Lanolin like the sheep's one. What I are you doing? Are I, you having a stroke? I don't believe you. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember Anchorman? Your name is Lanolin <laughs> Lanolin like the sheep's one. I don't believe you. <laughs> But uh, she um she got the first death. She got her head cut off by the, yeah. the family of zombies. Yeah, well, family of zombie rednecks, inbred zombie rednecks, dude. There's oh, a difference. There is a difference. Like and... calling them, and like I have to defer because like you said this yourself earlier. You know what I mean? I did, I, mean, I did. I have they to defer to your greater knowledge, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but she got the first death and she got that kind of I don't know what you call it like a bear trap type trap. thing on, mm-hmm. on the end of a chain and she got her head cut off and then she got her head thrown in and you know what I, I, I kind of did a little bit of um, research I was 43 minutes into the film yeah and that was your first now for a horror movie especially like a fast paced horror movie especially something that would fall somewhat in the slasher genre 43 minutes is way mm. too long but not in this film yeah, it's, it's slow fine. Game. Everything is fine. All You're just watching it going, God, this is, this, this is, this is so, say that again. All the killing happens in about 20 minutes. No, no, she, her, she's the first. No, time. no, no. From minute 43 to about 65 oh. minutes, nearly everyone is dead except. For oh, Spider-Man. yeah. No, no, no. When, when it starts, it comes start. back. Oh, when it starts, it starts. And then you have the SWAT team and the technicians. And that gets the number up very high. But I'm just saying that, like, if this film wasn't so strong on its premise, mm. you would have started to feel like it was starting to drag. But you yeah. never felt that. And you were never even like, God, does they need to kill someone or this is going to be like the worst move. Nothing. I never felt anything except I'm really enjoying this moment. Every single second of it. Because firstly, I have I was intrigued as where are they going with this? Yeah. And then when the when the, when the, the twist came, I, I hope you're watching M. Night Shyamalan. That's how you do mm. a fucking twist. Well, dude, he has done good twists. Uh, He's done amazing twists. But, the, the, but this one had... Like Bruce drunk. Willis is actually John McClane. <laughs> crazy. You know what? I, you didn't know see what? It. I just didn't see it. Take her when, I was, insane, when we were like, when we were kids, uh, we were able to underage drink in the prison officers club. Never did. It's it. long gone now, so nobody can really come for it. Um, yeah. But like, uh, my friend Mel, our friend Mel, 
he went to see this movie and it was back in 99 and he came to meet me for a pint afterwards and he said to me you're not going to believe six cents it's got the best twist i've ever ever heard and in my head, i just asked him was it is bruce willis dead or something that was just a thought i had i didn't even but and he goes how did you know this was like before the internet and stuff and i was just like well i didn't i asked it as a question man <laughs> 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 oh, jesus christ and you were supposed to be like coy that's how films work you're supposed to be like oh i'm not saying anything that's that's what we do yeah. Oh man, that's one of the greatest twists of all time. Oh no, it is. But you know I'm just I mean? saying, like a twist. Right. The best twist of all times, though, were Rose pretending she loved Jack for the entirety of Titanic, and then once shared the cuts. No one shared the. No, that's how you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see the meme there. There today, I was like Captain America, uh, uh, Falcon, and Black Widow all on the door of a car, and like if three can fit on this. Two could fit on this, and it's just Jack in the water and Rose crawled across this giant door. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> but I put this twist. I've never seen a twist with so much joy. Have you? You think of all the twists you've ever seen. Was there ever mm. one that just filled you with this much actual full out joy? Because when they Usually did suspects. the when they did the uh, I don't know I, panoramic. I was about to say, but that's not the right word. When the when the camera pulled back, and it was all of the elevators. And every elevator had a different type of monster. Everything you've ever seen or imagined, some you never um, have thought of. And um, I just remember thinking, I am in heaven. That is the greatest twist I've ever seen in my entire life. The two greatest twists I've ever seen is Seven and Usual Suspects, both Kevin Spacey. Yeah, which yeah. is which is why we love him so much. Yeah, he's all around good guy. Wait, all is <laughs> in my ear. Oh, interesting <laughs> twist coming in. <laughs> we would like to would like to point out that we are making this in 2011. Uh, like, Cabin, <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is just in this is just fresh yeah. in the theaters, and we're only have to went to it last night. It's, it's we don't crazy. we do not have any alternate information. That European Championships of Spain won last year is insane. Wait, exactly. Yeah. Here. I sure am Africa. in <laughs> I love those Vuvuzelas. I love being 28. Yeah, <laughs> you were never 28. Oh God! You were no, born forty-nine years old. Everybody I, knows I, it. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've got, got Lee Steve, Jones syndrome. Steve Martin, man, that's that's it. Like Steve you Martin. You wish you could age as gracefully as Steve Martin. You got Lee Jones. I wish I could man. age as gracefully as Steve Martin, but I definitely started out forty, just like Steve Martin did. Yeah, but Steve Martin has remained forty for the past forty years. It's a crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's insane, man. You know, it's like all oh, those stem cells he's been drinking, man. You know. Well, yeah. we think we don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, remember that? And banjo. Stem cells, man. stem cells and the vibrational frequency of a banjo. That's what it is. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm into music, music hoodoo. <laughs> but he is, he's a great banjo player. He's actually an excellent, excellent banjo player. Yeah, and um, he actually, no, he used to have, uh, he used to bring a banjo sometimes on stage with him and shit, didn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. But like, it's not just, you know, like he messes around with it. That dude can play it. Mm. That dude can really, really play him some banjo. Anyway, back to the task right, at hand. Right, moving from Banjo Corner back to Cabin in the Woods. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you if I pushed you to criticize this film, because I know if you pushed me, I'm just going to tell you flat out I got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, I, I don't loved it. it. I just I just got warm and fuzzies about it. I was it watching it earlier on, man, and I was like, How long is this on? And I pressed the, the button on 95 minutes. It was no, I said, How long is this like on? How long, oh, how long has it been on? It had already been on 53 minutes before I even thought to press the remote control to check how long it was gone. That's two thirds of the movie. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It moves along so nicely. I was I was shocked when you said that 
in 43 minutes at the first kill because you're right most horrors especially slashers which is this is definitely in the realm of a slasher horror mm. um most of the the first kill comes within the first half an hour tops. yes tops. and even like somebody some like it's like uh a grounds, a, a nice friendly groundskeeper or something that you meet and says, hi, welcome. And him being killed doesn't raise suspicion in the next couple of minutes. Right. So you could just have that kill to satiate a horror crowd. And then you can kind of like build up to, to the rampage. So like this public works neither. worker. So again, public works worker that always comes out to the, like the, the fucking, he'll come out and there's a big uh, electrical place. And, yeah. Um, someone be cutting the power and he'll like, hey, Kid, what are you doing over there? You're not supposed to be back there, you goddamn <laughs> punk. And it'd be like Michael Myers or something on here. Bim, bim. And he's like, goddamn punk, get out of here. Break your goddamn neck. <laughs> and then Michael Myers disappear. Is, is he chewing he, tobacco? Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing like Definitely a couple of overalls and the hats like this. Yeah. Hey, kid, go, go, get out of there, you goddamn punk. Or smash your skull in. <laughs> and, then, and then Michael Myers will clear out and then he'll go and start taking out the generator. And he'd be like, looking at goddamn punk. I'll kick your goddamn ass is what I'll do. And then he'd turn yeah. his back and he'd come back and he'd go, get out of here. I said, you goddamn kid. And he'd be like, but this time it's not him. Bam. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm, it's all, you're, you're, you're so right. You're so on the right. Yeah, I say that to the right the whole time. We'd be just walking down the road. I'm like, hey, kid, get out of here, goddamn punk. <laughs> goddamn punk, I'm kicking the goddamn ass. <laughs> but you always have you have that tertiary character that can be killed without raising suspicion but this kind of like and that's a trope and you think it would lean into it but it just didn't need to and yeah. at first when you realize the first kill is 43 minutes into a 95 minute probably including credits so a 90 minute movie like right pretty much right smack in the middle mm-hmm. you're kind of um it makes you think wow well done and keeping me interested in this particular genre with it's that. so intriguing. The, the premise is so intriguing. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, exactly. Like, but like, do you, do you remember the, the Eric Banners? Eric Banners Hulk. It's it, the ill-conceived, yeah. ill-executed. Um, but famously, it was well over forty minutes before you seen the Hulk, and everybody was really, really pissed off because there was nothing else going on in that movie. Mm. I didn't care about anything that was Imagine happening. Imagine having the Hulk and giving him a giant poodle and some giant dog. To fuck oh, man. Come on. No, Ang Lee, so... seriously, dude? Come on, and it's Ang Lee as well. You know what Come I mean? Come on, y'all. What's the last time he's done that, actually? I haven't seen him in a movie. But, he's done a big movie, actually. Yeah, but you have to say, if, if this film did not keep you engaged enough for you not to be annoyed, this, but 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 Cabin in the Woods could have got me going for another 10 minutes easily. I didn't care. They were setting everything up so beautifully. You were like, oh my God, where is, where is this going? This could go anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. The sky was the fucking limit. Like you have these people in a fucking cabin and you have these other dudes in this facility and they're all drawing lots about who, yeah, who's going exactly. to yeah. die first and all this shit. Like, you know Absolutely. What I mean? Yeah. Having, like, a, having a tequila party. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? And he's like, Oh, look at her. I almost, I almost want her to survive. You know, she's so strong, so much spirit. And he kind of looks to his left and like, tequila, tequila is my lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, um, I worked in the civil service and you, you obviously worked in the me, but it's kind of like that thing where you kind of like, oh, you feel a bit of motion and you're just like, oh, okay, back to the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, Jaded. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying from the inside. But like that, but it, only, it, it did give that real feel that they're kind of like uh, characters in a video game. Yeah. You know, like when people say like, be a great people, game if, if somebody right. tells me that they've played GTA 5 and they went down and they um, 
shot a hooker robbed her money and stuff like that Harsh. or there was a game where he used to be able to actually go working and have sex woman, with them sex in the car but the nobody cared people like to fucking just fuck around in those games because there was no consequence it wasn't real you were kind of pushing the boundaries and mm-hmm. I think to, to them this was kind of that Yeah. but even though it was real people because the mission made sense you were able to detach from them Yeah. and the only scene in this entire movie for me the only scene that had real genuine levity, and I really do mean this, I'm not trying to take a piss, when he's having that tequila party and the red phone rings mm. and he went, turn the fucking music off. Oh, you mean brevity? Bre- brevity, is that the word I was looking yeah. for? Mm. Thank you. Um, brevity. Um, was he just the, the, the red phone rang and the, tech, the main technician goes, turn the fucking music off. Yeah. And he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't fucking joking. Because that's when they thought she was dead. Yes, and he, he didn't. Was, and but everything has to happen in an order as well. Mm. Um, and that's when he wasn't joking. Yeah, like he, he didn't. He did. He did not end up having to repeat himself. They turned the fucking music off. Something's yeah. wrong, and they were under pressure. And I remember at that moment, that was the only moment that completely removed me from the silliness. Yeah, there was a an actual consequence, and there was tension, and shit needed to go down a certain way. She yeah. couldn't die, and she was fighting the head the main of the zombie family the the the, the redneck zombie family mm. um and she looked like she was about to be murdered and they were freaking the, the fuck out the buckners thank you and they were freaking the fuck out and that mm. that was the only scene and i remember just i remember just remember that scene i got a little chill when i watched it, it was like god this film when when well, i know they only ticked that box for me for a second but i just remember thinking well done that's kind of it like that's that's bingo yeah, oh, that's my like, bingo for entertainment. Like you when, know? when they finally, uh, when your man goes and saves her, you know the dude uh, Ninja with his traveling mug. That dude was fucking insanely good. That so he he blocks your man's uh, bear trap chain thing, and gets yes. away with her. And as soon as they go downstairs and into the facility itself, the carnage that ensues is incredible. If you want to have a slow burn horror, and uh, this is the way, this is how you speed it up and end it. You oh know God. what I mean? Like, yeah. no, no, no. You it's said, like a slow burn horror that took, took PCP. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. Like, it's like as you said, like they pretty much give you every fucking horror character ever. Their version of every oh, horror yeah. character ever. Like. There was even like a mist kind of monster, like inside mm. of it. There was the the two little girls holding hands. You had your like, which is a bit of a shining reference. Yeah, you had ring references. You had Hellraiser references. You had Friday the Thirteenth reference, and even I, a horror buff, my favorite genre, talking to a guy, a horror buff, knows more about the genre than even I do, and I, I admit that through gritted teeth. And yeah. even there was some stuff in there, and I was like, I can't place it. Mutants yeah. and and just you stuff. You need I, more time to look at them. Though. You need more time to look at it as well. Yeah, I was like, my so God, somebody on. sat down and went, "I want everything in it." Could you imagine how much fun that was, though? Because you're like, oh yeah, I would love to sit down and maybe something I, I will do in the future as a story or short, just having a fuck around is maybe like look at all these classic horror characters. Go, okay, what's my version of Michael Myers? What's my version of Pinhead? What's my version of Freddy Krueger? Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's mm. what they probably looked at as like, what's the uh, the introvert? Like, what's the obscure, skewed version of Freddy Krueger? Look like, what's the like? You know what I mean? Like, the perfect example is their version of Hellraiser or Pinhead. Sorry, well, uh, that was perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, puzzle orb and uh, saws in his face. Mm. He was saw face. Yeah, pretty much. Like you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm calling him. But one of my favorite monsters of all of them was um the the scorpion with the fucking circular saw for stinger. Yeah, like the robotic fucking scorpion thing or some shit, man. Like some of the shit is just pure genius, man. Like, and it's like, imagine there was before like they had to get to the actual work. 
Mm. It must have been just like I just picture people sitting around eating sandwiches and just one whoever had the nicest handwriting up at yeah. a whiteboard <clears throat> and 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 just kind of going, I'm going on mechanical scorpion. Yeah, not, maybe not all mechanical or all mechanical. I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to have a saw for a stinger. But as long as it has like a circular saw instead of a stinger, cool. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like, that, Somebody kind of going. Okay. Okay. They call that the blue sky. Like, I don't think there was. I don't think there was a maybe pile. I think it was all just in. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like there, How many happened. is there? How many villains is there? About a hundred, maybe near the end. I don't know, man. Because it was layers. Yeah. It wasn't just. It was a grid, but it was yeah. a grid behind a grid behind a grid, and it was moving. So I, I, I couldn't even. I, I honestly couldn't even to the to the closest dozen. I couldn't even guess. Yeah, like the fucking um, like, like apart from which which step did you say was the best? Probably Chris Hemsworth would have been. Chris Hemsworth was uh, death was the best, but when um, Jules died and they threw the head into the cabin, yeah, uh, that's when you knew that was it. That that really, I I felt like that exact moment. Her death was brutal, like brutal. Do you remember the guy? He's, he's like, I mean, she's like, he's like, here, take your top off, and she's like, oh, it's kind of chilly, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like, they turn off the temperature in the area. And then they're like, oh, it's a bit dark out here. And then they like put the moonlight up so it comes streaming in. <laughs> it's fucking genius, man. Oh, everything about it was genius. Like it mm. was just, it's a lightning in a bottle movie. And I'm actually just glad that they didn't go back and make a sequel. They just, yeah, I would have liked to see a prequel. Like the sequel. A prequel, sure, yeah, sure. Prequel, but you were yeah. just kind of like, I don't know. It's just this one piece of gorgeousness yeah. it might lose touch. its originality as well if you get a prequel because we know well, the formula now that's it look we watched i went we we, we both went to the cinema and we watched quite place too at yeah. different times but we both went yeah and uh it was good it was a really good film but because and it's not its fault it, it its biggest failing is that it didn't that we knew we were established yeah. we knew what they were what they did what they looked like the dangers of them the traps what you need to do what you need to very much so yeah not it's to not like do. a saw or a hostile and then, the, yeah first, and then you, first to give you a good reaction first will always be first yeah you know what i mean and no matter how good no matter how good your storytelling is first will always be first yes you, you can't go up against that there's yeah. nothing to be done and, and uh, the, oftentimes the first becomes the classic yeah so if, for me i think if the, like we said if you're ever to do it you have to go but wait, like no earlier than 98 because 98 from 2011 is only 13 years yeah it wouldn't I, be like a huge technological leap or anything like that and you can have all the same guys come in slightly de-age them a little bit well, oh yeah it's, only, it's like 11 years since the oh movie. yeah or go back to like 1990 and have like younger actors playing them yeah or same, something like yeah. yeah you know or the 80s because everything horror just works in the 80s there's a magic like 1984 to 86 is just these three yeah. magic years that you can just place a horror thing in and it just works yeah and just do that but like yeah no it's definitely worth it but i'm just glad that they didn't rush I'm not sure. It probably wasn't much of a cash cow. I think I think it made under seventy million dollars, which isn't how like much. For, is, how much did it cost to make it? Well, see, that's I suppose all things been relative. Here, I'll let you take over the the chatter, and I'll check that real quick. Um, like, like I I think it, it the prequels are there, but I think I'm happy that they didn't at the same time because it's so original, it's so singular. I think it maybe it is the kind of movie now that we should just leave it alone because it's it's eleven years now. Um, any kind of prequel now, unless you have the like the perfect story, would just take. And a also shine. the perfect people. You yeah. this isn't this was lightning in a bottle. If you're going to do it, get the people back. Yeah. Don't don't just decide. Don't do what Star Wars did. Don't decide that we'll just change a director right in the middle. It's stupid. You yeah. need the right people. And sorry, sorry to call over you. Uh, sixty six and a half med 
against a budget of 30. So that's fine. That's a hundred yeah. plus percent. But you know, like they, they they make money to make they make films to make bank. Yeah, and they want they want three to four times. I think if it probably made 10, 20 million more, it probably would have had a prequel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I just think though, like what I would really like to see is its DVD sales because I, I'd say this is the kind of movie that oh, it, it cult following now. Yeah. I didn't 100%. go, I didn't I didn't see this in the cinema. I no, I did I and this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So again, again, you know, Shawshank is always the one people go to an absolute failure. Yeah. And then people kind of watch the thing. Have you ever actually seen that movie? Uh, yeah, but like people didn't deserve the thing. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Like some sometimes, you know, that you get appreciated after the fact a lot more than your initial release. And that happens to fucking dozens of films and no more so than the genre than horror. That happens a lot with horrors that they can kind of sail underneath the radar a little bit. And then all of a sudden they have a following five, six years, seven years down the line. Like, you know what I mean? Like the perfect example is the Star Wars prequels, much maligned on the release, but now they've got a gigantic following, like a gigantic following. They're adored in some circles every bit as much as the originals, not even some even more so. Like, so it just shows you the way people's perceptions really do change over time. And I think Cabin in the Woods, you got something that has Joss Whedon written all over. It's completely meta. It's completely self-aware. And it's it's hilarious. It's gory. It plays with all the, the classic horror tropes. The, the like it does everything like it, it gets it knows exactly how to use a final girl in the correct way it knows exactly how to use its villains in the correct way it knows exactly how to uh, make sure there's no lulls the pacing is perfect as you said the first kill 43 minutes in it's almost unheard of in this style of horror and in this style yes absolutely yeah, and to have that and not even notice it and then to have the kill frenzy that follows it it, everything about this movie is perfectly balanced and it just shows you what you can do with horror when it's used with your brain because there is so much there that you can play off the history yeah. of horror for the past 50, 60 odd years. There's such a depth of things you can actually make your own versions of or do this or put a skew on and create this wholly original story like Cabin in the Woods, but at the same time pay homage to all the classics that like inspired you to make this movie in the first place. And I think that's what this movie does perfectly. Like you have, and it has the perfect creative team. I mean, Drew Goddard, extremely talented. He wrote and directed as far as I know, Joss Whedon co-wrote it, I think, and he produced it. And like, I, I know Joss Whedon now has his detractors, but one thing you can say, he's genius at handing an ensemble of cast. And he's so clever at mixing horror and humor together, which he did for a long time with Buffy, Angel, and he did like uh, sci-fi and humor and Western as well with the Firefly uh, and in Serenity, you know? So it shows you like, and he's not afraid to take risks either. You see Dollhouse. Um, so like, it just shows you that, uh, uh, that, when you have the right creatives, the horror doesn't have to be this one trick pony that it can actually be highly intelligent. And this is what annoys me when I see these really singular tone horrors, these real monotone nonsense. And like what I really like to see is when people play with the tropes and have fun with the genre and subgenres that can be incorporated into the overall genre of horror. And that's what Cabin in the Woods does perfectly, that it plays with all its ingredients without ever making one thing seem like it's getting away with the other. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I think that for me, before we get out of here, I just say that it goes to show that concept is easy. We, we could sit here and kind of get a few drinks in and we could make just make the sky the limit. We could talk about hell. We could talk about sci-fi space, xenomorphs. We can talk about absolutely anything we want, but actually been able to lock that shit down and keep it entertaining and keep it like keep it intriguing is re, is absolute fucking art. 
because it's concepts are, I think, relatively easy compared to full execution where everyone's on the same page from the practical team, the special effects, the rendered effects and the onset effects to an actual storyline, to a cast, to an ensemble, to a writer, to a director. This film got it all. Yeah. And it just goes to show what it takes to make a really good movie. But also when you're not afraid to let your imagination run wild, how far you can push the ball out. And this is just an excellent film, an excellent film of just a lot of imagination. And just it just felt like maybe there was joy in making it. But not that, I don't know that. I wasn't there. I wasn't behind the scenes. But it just feels like a film that you walk away from. I'm like, I, OK, maybe I wish this film had 20 million more dollars or something like that. But I don't care. I made a fucking good movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's one thing you can say, like, uh, box office is one thing, but the quality of the product is oftentimes not really weighed up to the success it has in the cinemas. Like, you touched on Shawshank Redemption, the thing, many other movies that um, don't really find the success on release, and uh, it doesn't make it less of a quality movie. It just sometimes just need to find your audience, and sometimes you find your audience immediately, and sometimes you find your audience organically over time. And that's what the cabin in the woods did. It it pretty much over time it found obviously a decent sized audience. It made 70 million, made double its money back, but it obviously didn't hit mainstream in the way that this film should have and might have done four or five years down the line. Because peasants. Chris peasants. Well, Chris Hemsworth would have been a bigger star four years later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, huge, huge. You know, huge. this was yeah, what yeah, a yeah. couple of years after Thor one only. So. And Chris Hemsworth probably wouldn't have been in this movie. Uh, well, of course he would have. Joss Whedon was involved so i assume that's how he was in it in the first place. you got me he actually got me there you got you know me what there. i mean like no so, no you got me there I, yeah, so i, I, I just see, think yeah. a couple of years maybe down the line this movie's been 2014 instead of 2011 it was probably yeah. gonna be a smash hit because chris hemsworth being attached to it. but because it was made when it was and chris hemsworth still growing at that stage he's like the fuck he's like a megastar now and like 10 years ago he was just he was still building um, so I just think that maybe if this movie was released a couple of years later, it probably would have made 120, 150 million at the box office and we might have seen a prequel. So maybe in a sense, uh, the, cloud, the silver lining in this cloud is that it didn't do so well, but maybe because of that, the quality of the overall original film won't be subjected to loads and loads of prequels and sequels and shit that might actually take away from it if you don't have the right story. Um, like, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to see Cabin in the Woods 16, Revenge of the fucking... Tommy yeah. knockers or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, <laughs> saw faces revenge. Like, you know, nobody wants to see that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the attack of the killer murder. Cabins in the woods. Is... <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, so maybe it's good sometimes when these good movies don't get massive box office because then they just stay as a singular thing. Yeah. Even though there is so much potential here for outward um exp- uh, expansion, you root for films you love, though. Yeah. You like, even though I agree with every point you just made. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I actually just I'm disappointed because I root for a film I love. I root yeah. for its success, and I oh, can't help that. And even if you're right, even if if it had been a huge success, like they would have done a season, uh, sorry, a Game of Thrones season eight, and almost like ruined the dynasty yeah. by making such absolute shit. I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh I'm yeah, still just like it's, a, it's a very solid seven season show. I'm surprised to cancel it, but yeah, I'm surprised to cancel it. At that yeah, stage. It's weird. It's weird. I, I went through that weird insanity phase where I kept insisting that there was a season eight. No, sorry. no, got a, little re- a, a little relapse, a little relapse. Yeah. But I'm better now. It's cool. It's cool. You'll get there. I'm better now. <laughs> thousand, like the thousand yard stare. The thousand yard stare. Oh god. Um. Anyway, come on. Let's let's wrap this shit up. Fucking thing. But yeah, I just think that 
no matter what way you weigh up this movie in terms of its box office credentials, that it's undeniably uh, a fucking world-class horror movie. It's ultra smart. It's really funny. The gore is next level. The The premise is completely original. And the, and at the same time, it paid homage to all the classics of yesteryear. So to, for me in particular, Cabin in the Woods is all the ingredients, I think, for a classic modern horror movie or a modern classic horror movie, whatever way you want to phrase that. And I think that in... Maybe f- I know it's adored now in certain circles, but I think another five years, maybe it might reach that ultra cut classic thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an expansion in a few years when another generation comes up- upon it and it might get another resurgence. Or maybe the filmmakers that love it now will actually start getting jobs and making movies. And you might see someone making something that's similar and then eventually they'll get a prequel or something. Another way that shit happens the whole time. It does. Um. So... Yeah, so before we get the fuck out here, like I just want to say, check out Cabin in the Woods, motherfuckers, because if you haven't, you're missing out on a fucking treat because it is awesome. Amazeballs, one might say. Amazeballs, one might very well say. Yes. So do you want to say, motherfucker? Yeah, I just want to tell people, please join the family and now that we've moved into the YouTube realm yeah. hit that subscribe button not the bell thing you don't need to hit the bell everyone can say hit the bell thing. you don't need to hit the bell that's thing. the it's notification thing yeah I know but people don't we, we, we don't do if you'd like to that'd be cool but we don't yeah. need to be all up in your grill yeah uh, and as long that, as you know as soon as you hit that like button your soul is mine <laughs> we will tear your algorithm apart. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but but please, you know, get in the comments if there's anything. We're not allowed to say that, dude. No, we're not allowed to say that, dude. You're not allowed to say your algorithm is mine. <laughs> and, uh, I think Zuckerberg owns it or something. I think Zuckerberg owns yeah. it. Yeah, I think he just Italian. bought balls. I think <laughs> <laughs> if there is a fellow we should do though, please uh, check or put it in the comments and we'll have a check. It. Yeah, and if you want us to do a specific film that we've already done before, don't be lazy. Check us out on Spotify because we've got loads of episodes there. We've always got loads of audio episodes up on YouTube. But if that's not your thing, you know, we'll be. We'll even do really old yeah. movies. I don't care if it's yeah, eight we, months we're old. We're going to be trying out way more video old. shit. You know, but check us out on Spotify if you like the audio format. We're also up on YouTube in audio format. But from now on, we'll be all video on YouTube. So hopefully you'll see more of us. We'll see more of you. You'll hear more from us. We'll hear more from you, all that good stuff. And that was Cabin in the Woods. Noel, you want to get the fuck out here, motherfucker? Yes, that's exactly right, what cool. I want to do. Right, I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Don Chantilly. And this is Invasion Pod Snatchers. That was Cabin in the Woods. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace. But before we go, feast your ears upon this. Thank you, Oz, for the outro. Hit like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> 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 like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I really want to watch Predator. Yeah, I actually want to watch Predator. Let's go. See you next time. Peace.